Namaste, Glory G. I'm so, so grateful and happy to see you and to be here with you. Thank you so much. We have a very calm presence. I like that. So <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I am. Um, I don't know. I think I feel like I get a, a sense of the person of who I'm going to meet, like in a few days, just before I meet them. Like yeah. it's almost like life is kind of preparing me for it or something. And somehow, with the sense of meeting you, I don't know. My heart is just feels very happy, and um, the kind of sense that I have is like, how can I get the magic out of you? <laughs> something because I feel like you've got a lot of magic in you mm, thank you so much <laughs> well I I work organically and I just go with the flow so that is um what's uh, appropriate here and thank you for understanding my speech and saying that I can take all the time I need. That's so comforting. So thank you. And um, just for those who are listening, I'm not actually even sure, maybe you want to say, but I know some time ago, maybe it was a year ago? Uh, Two years ago. Two years ago now that you had a stroke. So I don't really remember. I did hear you speaking before, so I don't really remember what your speech was like before. But maybe it's a bit slower. Maybe yeah. I don't know. It sounds very nice, like in. Well, thank in you. So. Yeah, it's um, slower, and but um, I've come a long way mm. with it, so I'm pleased. Yeah, with how it sounds now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's good um so I don't know I was wondering like how I could inspire your heart like so I don't know maybe that's a good question even just like what inspires your heart and not necessarily inspires it to do anything but just it like what makes you feel inspired Right now, in this moment, the inspiration is coming from you. And I am inspired to reach out and touch someone's heart. And that's all I'm about, you know, because um, there's so much out there that we can listen to intellectually. But the heart connection is often missing. And this is where the magic happens when we reach out to each other and there's a real heart resonance that is beyond more. And I'm feel like I'm choking up now because I'm hearing myself say this for the very first time. And uh, that's what jazzes my heart and my soul. 
to, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that are writing books. Everybody's got a book. And I feel in spite of my uh, speech impediment, I, I feel like the best way to communicate is through video. And I would much rather do a podcast like this one than to write a book at this, this stage because you can search for YouTube on anything and you say heart. The message here is heart. This is going to pop up mm -hmm. and it's instantaneously. A, you know a, an option so I like that and I'm, I'm not I don't care about writing books but I care very much about the message I'm sent to make and I feel that is true or I wouldn't be doing it mm. Is your message like what you just said, like just kind of love and connection, connectedness and connecting to each other through the heart? Or is yeah. there more to your message? Yes, this, uh, the more is the um, heart connection because I know that the healing happens there. Mm. And um, well, the compassion and the heart message is felt, then people are more inclined to open up and share their heart and what's bothering them or how things are going right for them, you know? And they feel like they can trust you because they have the resonance already established. Mm -hmm. So I would like to say that uh, I, I think we can all trust our own experience. Mm -hmm. So many masters have walked the planet, but two of my favorites are Rama the Maharshi and Nisargadatta. And they both agree to look beyond yourself is to be caught up in illusion. And when we dug deep in our own hearts to the cave of our hearts, then something happens to us. We take responsibility for what we are perceiving. We take responsibility for our actions because we're no longer blaming the outside for our circumstances, 
And when we get to this point, we're naturally kind. We're bearing the fruit of our, you know, beingness. We're, we're kindness and compassion. All these fruits come to bear. And a lot of people um, say, well, who, who, what is it that wants to improve? But I think, I think uh, Shanti said it very wisely that this that is awake and us wants to awake all of us. And um, I like that very much. In the Bible, Jesus said, you can't put new wineskins in old container. Same thing, you know, because it will burst. So there's something that happens to us alchemically that uh, the heart does its magic. We've come home to our own heart and mind. The mind gets to play its role in our lives, not misleading us, but making the way. You know, clear, clearing the path. And I like to say because the mind is bad. People say there is no mind, but we're always talking about being mindful, and we have a we have an acceptance that there is a mind that we have to overcome. Then you hear there is no mind. Both are true. You know, that's the paradox. Mm. And um, so you, you learn to live comfort, comfortably with paradox, mm. like with um, free will and no free will. Mm. Both are true. And how do, you, how do you say that? Well, in my experience, um, I know that all is God and I am that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm working from my conditioning, then I've settled on something instead of following my inner guidance, I might go with conditioning. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Again, all is good. So I'm God in its conditioning. So, can, can I ask yeah. you a question? Um, yeah. What would you say about, like, if we need to be concerned about conditioning at all? You know, because I think this is maybe where opposites come up, or at least in 
in my mind <laughs> opposites are coming up so like many people say and part of my mind <laughs> says that you know we need to kind of look towards conditioning and take responsibility also for what arises within us so let's say here if some kind of conditioning arises or or darkness or yeah. <laughs> they seem to be both the same here <laughs> um should i like to focus on looking towards it or or just focus on only the truth of who i am like you know like so my my god self and in a way i kind of feel like they're not really two different things but they can sound like two different things because like maybe mm. when i remain as myself that conditioning is doesn't just disappear like it's still arising but it will be met in the god self or something but i don't know i might not be saying it very well so i just wondered if no, you want I, to say I'm following you and i love what you're saying because you know you can't get rid of all conditioning our bodies are conditioned mm. to be like they are um you um uh, i think that when we inquire i'm a, a big proponent of inquiry um this is what the heart does it'll inquire into the truth mm. of something else, something, and you can resolve it for yourself with very little effort because if something is um, appearing as evil and you know in the backdrop of your mind that it's all God, how can these two things exist? And so uh, uh, somebody said, I can't remember, but something, um, the God and the devil are one. Mm -hmm. So you, when you understand that there, there may be karmic things are appearing to us or there may be um I like to watch crime tv mm -hmm. and I do that because I want to see if my mind goes into judgment or compassion mm -hmm. I want to I want to see that and what I've discovered is a lot of people do things they wouldn't ordinarily do. A lot of the serial killers start very late in life and they something comes over them. And I feel like it's just grace that we don't all experience that or maybe we do to a lesser extent mm. but you know i i can't judge them because i've met my own demons 
and I know that the shadow is my mind. Mm. You know, it, it, it's full of concepts and all these things. But when you see beyond your mind, mm. which was where we want to be, mm. that we fully accept our mind is like that, then you've already nipped it in the bud because the culprit is your mind uh, saying this is good and this is bad. Mm. All everything comes together in the heart yeah. of the awakened one. So I I can have compassion for the serial killer. And, you know, it's extraordinary. Yeah. 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 And I feel like it's like that, like we just kind of naturally have more and more compassion for what we see out there when we're, like you said, you faced your demons. You know, so yeah. when we face our own demons and also, you know, maybe <laughs> this might sound bad, but like, I think we're all the same, you know, like, so you could have like, I could have a serial killer thought, <laughs> you know, but like, then I just kind of see it as a thought and something doesn't pick up on it. So when you kind of acknowledge that, this is pretty much just like what you say, you acknowledge that what the mind is capable of, like it's capable of anything at all. And then for some reason, certain beings like attach on to a certain idea or something and they have to live that out for whatever reason but I mean we've all attached on to certain things yeah you know yeah. so I think when we see that it I, helps us to have compassion for I anything. just love you so much I really <laughs> do love you so much because it's refreshing to me to be interviewed by somebody that gets that and really embodies that because you've obviously done some searching on your own and you know that you're capable of all these things. You wouldn't act on it, but the thought is there or whatever. Mm. And when you see... It's like, it's a privilege to see your mind so clearly that you don't fall into it, yeah. you know? That you, you can have compassion for your own mind. Yeah. And that's really deep. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's the only thing in spirituality it's like you know you started by saying like just the heart you know and to be in the heart and connect with each other through the heart but then what we seem to be experiencing in life is the mind <laughs> you know so like then what's the choice in it seems like that's the only choice let's say <laughs> um if we have a choice is 
that there's like our heart is here and then there's like seemingly the mind you know so like we there's all these kind of thoughts um parading around <laughs> in front of us and like we can get caught up in thoughts but when we come back to our heart then this is where we find peace i suppose yeah and then from the heart you began to express um globally you're not so interested in what's good for you but good for everyone because everyone is you so you want to be the peace the peace that people are searching for um, because you've met the peace inside yourself and um, when this is um, so thorough and you're loving yourself very much then you can love everybody because your love is universal you know and uh, i feel like this is like at least here it's like an ongoing thing so i feel very much kind of I don't know, for lack of better words, I could say like root it in my heart and I feel like I know that the mind doesn't have anything to offer me yet. <laughs> it still offers me things all the time. And I also do buy those ideas momentarily, you know, like maybe for like a while there's some kind of idea going on or something, somebody says something and it triggers something. And then like really the only thing that I have to do is somehow come back to the heart and stop kind of buying into the idea well Um, let me tell you how that become one um when you're not even judging your mind for interrupting your silence Mm. and you see that the mind is showing you how you can still be triggered and still be, you know, that it's gifting you with an opportunity to reconcile that in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. We, the the mind uh, becomes your greatest reminder of why compassion is even here you know um, compassion can um, we never uh, achieve anything you know we just go deeper and deeper and deeper you know that deeper and deeper would you say I know this is kind of a mind thing like even thinking about but would you say that kind of deepening is because of the ideas keep coming up and then we kind of see through them and every time you see through them it's almost like ah and you're like almost like I don't know you're never out of the heart but you could say like deeper in the heart again and deeper like every time I don't know if it's like this but (laughs) like some kind of 
conditioned story or some idea it comes up and then when you see through it and maybe you just let go of it a bit more because the same thing might come again another time another time another time but somehow yeah. we seem to be seeing through it a bit more and that kind of lends to the deepening and there could be other ways for deepening as well but that seems to be one way yeah yeah i think um I, I'm trying to remember what you said. It really charged me. I loved it. Um, I think um, it's always fresh. It's always right now. And so if if that's needed in the moment, that it's okay because um, only the mind well, you, um, the mind wants to uh, say, oh, it's doing it again. Mm -hmm. um, then you can see that. See, you see, oh, oh, now the mind is getting tired because it's doing it again, you know. Mm -hmm. And you, but you're free because you're observing this. And we want to bring our allegiance to what is free in us and not bound to the mind. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, we, we need to re remember to always encourage everybody that what is this? <laughs> yeah. This is freedom. That <laughs> this is so good that you have the ability to see what's going on with your mind and go, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love something that I think you shared something recently on Facebook or something. Um, and the essence of it was like, just let yourself appear to be like a fool or like be oh. wrong. And I just thought it was so great because I think it's a real, like at least here it can, I think we can kind of pick up new ideas. Like when you get into spirituality, you know, and have a kind of a spiritual ego, <laughs> like yeah. a, a, a spiritual, I don't even know if it's a spiritual ego, like it's not a whole thing. It's just a kind of a spiritual idea that you can kind of buy into. Yeah. but like that you want to be kind of right or or the way you express is the right way and the way they express is like the wrong way <laughs> or something so if someone says something that's like opposite to the way you say it then it's like something is triggered so that's obviously a um it's just an idea you know yeah. that you've kind of bought into so I love I kind of love these kind of conversations because I'm often talking to people and somehow they're speaking very clearly, but I just let myself, <laughs> I just let myself appear like the fool. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that and let myself appear like totally like deluded and uh, just whatever way it is like, you know, it's good. I like that. I let myself oh. appear dumb and, and stupid. I <laughs> suffered so much in the beginning. I still suffered I mean I knew I, I was looking like a fool and I just I wanted it because I wanted to see my triggers and I wanted to 
they have delusional I was and my identity. I had so many of them. And I just, I knew, and I, I just knew that was a, a way uh, through for me because I have a lot of new thought uh, friends and um, I'm not new thought, obviously, but. What's new uh, thought? Uh, uh, no, new thought is like, um, you know the secret that yeah. sort of that, oh, like okay. manifest your dreams, oh, okay. that, all that stuff, you know, and um, I, uh, my center that I used to go to, I still do uh, occasionally, but it's very much um new thought well the pastor is non-dual but the congregation is new thought mm. and it's kind of weird but um i love it because you mentioned new thought or you want to see triggers flying all and spiritual people <laughs> they just don't like that because people are wanting to talk about manifesting it and i think they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater mm -hmm. because at least they get that what you think about can result in a manifestation. And I think uh, I, I like to address both because I think that's one area that is lacking in spirituality that we manifest what we, what we consciously think about mm. and that will uh, define our experience of something mm. um, I don't want to go off on that track but anyway um, it, uh, it's a, an important piece so that people um, have aversions to other people's religions simply keeps it there, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because of the aversion. We're putting our, the energy of um, uh, you know, uh, it's a fuel like you're giving your attention what you don't like. Yeah, like the way they say what you resist persists. It, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the strong truth. Yeah. yeah. In, let's say, a weakness <laughs> um, or in like what you truly are, there isn't really any resistance there. 
right. It's so, all God, you know. Yeah. It's it's God. Um. Yeah. I I don't. Yeah. I don't want to start on a tangent, but yeah, <laughs> I think we. Uh, if you want to be a peaceful teacher and you want to be an answer to um, an availability to spirit unfolding, then treat everybody like God. Yeah, that's some good <clears throat> advice. <laughs> and I think you can kind of adopt that kind of, I don't know, you could call it a mentality. I know it's not really a mentality, but you could adopt that mentality at whatever um, level you're at. I know there's not really levels, but, you know, we kind of are at different uh, stages in our development or maybe in our um, depth of understanding. Sure or our depth of seeing or something and maybe that's something that continues to change like I don't know how you have seen yourself like or your I don't know there's an I guess there's an aspect of yourself that changes you know and that that has a kind of a deepening and there's an aspect of yourself that doesn't have a deepening <laughs> yeah well. you're right you're you you're so you're gifted you you see things, and um, this is so true because Nisargadatta addresses that. He says, not only does your person, uh, if if your perception changes, the thing you're perceiving changes you. Oh, yeah. my dogs are barking. No, that's okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, I think we're good. But, um, yeah. Want to say so hello, he... <laughs> what did you say? I said they want uh, to say hello. <laughs> uh, I said. This one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Chris. You can keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay um but uh the, he said that he said it changes you it's circular mm. um everything is circular and it's meant to be this way because um when the energy is circular you have no end inside, you yeah. know? And um, you can grow yeah. and grow and grow and grow. Somebody said something to me recently about that are kind of, I don't know what way they said it, but our kind of awakening or life in general is kind of like a spiral so we're kind of I think they meant we're like spiraling inward so we kind of we the same kind of issues might come up but like when they come up we're kind of recognizing it and then going deeper into the spiral like the whole time 
And I just I felt like that was quite nice. And you're talking about that's, circular, circular and spiral. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And also Nisargadatta Maharaj, you know, like maybe his most famous book is I Am That. Yeah. But I heard that he said at the end of his life, you know, that um something like forget about everything I said there and I am that (laughs) because like his his um I don't know his seeing or his perception was changing the whole time you know so I'm sure it's not completely irrelevant because it's beautiful and (laughs) like there's many great pointers in it but he was saying like it's something different now I can't remember exactly what it was it was he said there's so much more there's so much more yeah and that's I think there's hope in that, you know, that um, I think where we are, um, I think we're vibrating at a level that I think we're not so dense. Yeah. You know, we're not so dense, mm. and um, so we can, um, like, even if we travel the astral plane or whatever, that same concept you gave applies. It's always changing our view. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's still our perspective, mm-hmm. but we're open to more. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And what's coming now is like, let's say for somebody who's listening, I think like most people who listen are, I imagine they're kind of in touch with some kind of non-dual teaching I don't know why I imagine that but it's just what I imagine it (laughs) um but let's say for someone who might listen sometime that they're just kind of listening and they don't really know what we're talking about maybe they just stumble upon it or something I kind of feel like so you're kind of saying and I'm I would kind of say as well that really to just be in our heart is enough and our heart kind of guides the way if there's a way and really there's no way the heart is the our home <laughs> the end <laughs> or something but like so I was kind of my mind was kind of tempted to ask you the question and you could answer this if you want but like if there's like a practical how to you know for coming into the heart but then as that kind of came then I kind of felt like maybe just the desire to be in the heart is enough you know, because I think we all have unique, different yeah. ways of coming into the heart. So we each, mm-hmm. if we have a desire to be in the heart, then life will show us the way to remain in as the heart and to be in the heart and to continue letting go of the mind in whatever way we need to. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, for myself, um, inquiry uh, opened my heart. Um, and it might be different for, for other people. But I, when I, um, uh, with a client, I, I search for 
that alpha name uh, that gives the heart resonating. And uh, if I don't uh, have a sense of that, then it's a very different interview um, because I, uh, a lot of people are closed at the heart because they're afraid to open it and who they, they're not used to being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so it can be a, a process. Uh, but I've watched many people open their hearts and uh, it's a glorious thing. Yeah. And would you feel if somebody just has that kind of idea in their mind, let's say that they want to open their heart, then even that is a good start, you know, because maybe life will draw them mm-hmm. towards somebody that can help them to be in a more open space or life will kind of guide the way so it doesn't necessarily have to like the mind's not all bad let's say even if it's only purely in the mind well if if i was to if i was um with a client i would check in and see if it's not already the case that the opening your heart might signify that it's open right now. Mm. And um, you'll know because the words have a a place to land in you. Mm. You're not thinking about what you're going to say next. Mm. You have a deep resonance with what is being spoken to yeah so really if you're checking in like that probably everyone has an open heart like would it be possible to not have an open heart really if you're actually checking (laughs) really um i I think it is uh, possible um but i would say that there's a crack Mm. and you gotta let the light in (laughs) in the crack (laughs) you know there's a song in there somewhere I know but there's uh, I work with the crack (laughs) Mm -hmm. say that again you would what the crack I I work with the you work with the crack yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's good Uh, (laughs) yeah somehow it's given a nice image like I don't know why when you're just talking there's like a crack and there's like so much light like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's right you know um, Mm. people say that we're more afraid of our light than we are anything else so Mm. in some circumstances that's true I could not hold my light. And it took quite a while for me to be able to see that the beauty I was experiencing was inside of my own heart. 
Like, I just love looking at you sometimes. I just feel like you're so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I, you gave me the opportunity mm. to, to shine my life. Mm. And I am grateful for you because I haven't had anybody want to talk to me because since the stroke and I was so excited <laughs> so at the moment or lately have you been doing any um kind of spiritual sharing with like people in your life or oh yeah I I have a lot of people online and I I I have a website so people contact me and mm. um i people from the center i go to uh contact me and mm. I, I i you know i live in huntsville alabama and we uh, i love the land here i hear spiritual people <clears throat> that have um, travel settling um, down and, and uh, <clears throat> they're looking for locations where they feel comfortable. But I always love this land. I feel like I have a real connection with this land. And so I feel home. Uh, and my beingness feels home right here. Mm -hmm. And I've lived in California and New York and Indiana and, you know, and Denver. And, uh, but I, I always come back here because this is home. And uh, when you're home in your body and you like where you live, I think you really have. Uh, uh, it goes deeper than surface information. You're connecting clay to clay, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I just uh, this this is the shamanic part of me because mm -hmm. I just. Um, the ancestors are here with me and I love this connection because all beings are part of what we are, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I just think you, it goes much deeper than just um, being the embodiment you need to be rooted on planet Earth and bring that to the conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you think that's just like, I know you said that you're totally comfortable, like, or like you feel totally like you're in the exact right place. And do you think 
that just because you're so like do you think anybody could feel that if they're just totally kind of grounded in their own body then it just reflects there I guess it could or it couldn't it's like there's no rule I suppose there's something there's something about um you there's something about the earth connection mm. and knowing your place and feeling your place then you're at home wherever you go mm. you know yeah but but if that central location isn't uh then it's like there's uh, a, a, a sort of floodiness. Um, a what? A, a sort of floodiness. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, like your energy is kind of like high and yeah, opie and yeah. like excited, like that kind of Thank you. Feeling. Yeah. That, that, yeah. In, in, in no judgment. For anyone, <clears throat> but this is um, my experience. Mm. Um, the energy um, that we are speaking of um, is, it, it, yeah, it's just an earth thing for me. Is, um, yeah. I I can relate to that like it's like I don't know if it's going to be the same for everybody but like something is asking for this energy of I don't know I'm like almost like pointing up as if it's like up (laughs) but like like you kind of divine energy like wants to come in and down like and right down into into our body so it's almost like we're you know, there's a kind of a, a game <laughs> in life as if we're kind of waking up to our divinity. But there's also another thing, really, that when we're waking up to our divinity, really, we're uh, waking up to our humanity then, you know, through bringing our energy down in a real grounded way. And I think that's true, really, just really being with everything that comes up in a kind of like really just by being ourself like being our true self that's like awakeness that's that's really beyond this body but it's totally here oh that's beautiful you you got it because our bodies are part of the environment and if we can't decide on where we want to be then we're missed. Mm. We are truly missed. And I always felt that way. I have a small mountain that I've been going there since I was a child. And I always feel like these are the same trees that watched me grow up. Mm. It's so beautiful. Mm. And I'm from South Bend, Indiana. 
and we moved downhill when I was 10. And at first I hated it, but I grew to love it. And I went back up to Indiana and I didn't feel at home. Mm. I was home right here. And I think that um, everybody it will eventually find their home and that know that's where they belong. But um, it's, it's, it's nice when you do. Yeah. It's like I walked through my hometown the other day and for the first time, I feel like I actually, I just felt like I loved it so much. Yeah. And I was like, like, you know, I kind of understood love and everything and all before, <laughs> but like, I just felt like I loved everything. Like it was just, everything just felt so alive and like, just, it was just like, it's just a kind of a normal street. It's not even like nature or anything. It's just like a street and like, it's not like the most like aesthetically beautiful <laughs> or anything. It's like, it's maybe a little bit dirty and old, you know, it's in Ireland. <laughs> so it's like, it's a bit old fashioned and all, but I just loved it like so She's like, oh wow, this is like, it's amazing. Like, oh my God, I love this. I, I, I experience the same thing, mm. and I do. And I, I, you know, it's so funny because our town has just been listed, listed as the best place to live in the United. Mm, that's good. Little Huntsville, Alabama. We <laughs> wow. And now it's gonna grow so big, but I still feel like it's mine, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. And I wonder before we finish, is there anything that you'd like to share from your heart? that you feel might, I don't know, inspire anyone who's listening to maybe really kind of be curious about living deeper and deeper in the heart or never wow. end in their journey, you could say, of, of their journey into the heart, never end in that. Beautiful. Well, I would say trust your own experience. And if you're um, having a bad or just a thought and you, um, you can trust that thought as a messenger of what, um, what's wanting to be inquired into mm. if you're into inquiry. And to me, inquiry is the fastest way to open your heart. Not to yourself, but to yourself and to everyone. Yeah. And just like to clarify that, that inquiry can mean a few different things. So just to make it like really practical. Okay. That's like some kind of thought that might 
people coming up for someone like there's some kind of thought that they and it's kind of making them feel anxious let's say I don't know what the thought is because I can't think but like how would they use inquiry in the way you're saying to for their benefit (laughs) I would uh, see where I feel anxious this is usually in the lungs and heart area and I would breathe and see if I could uh, if the breathing works mm-hmm. and then um, if it doesn't work I would inquire what do what do you need what can I do for you this moment mm-hmm. and your answer will uh, probably not be true but um, if you go deeper and deeper, say, um, if I give you this, um, what would that do for you? And you might sound selfish, like, well, if I made uh, money, I wouldn't have this problem. And if you uh, and say you, um, so um, it, it's kind of like you're inquiring now into the money. You, you think the money is going to solve your problems and say, the mind will say yes. It's going to solve my problem. And then you say, is it really true? And then something bottoms up and something deeper is inside of that. Something that wants to be revealed. And it really comes um, when it gets too heavy it can uh, help to have someone to inquire with because um, we can guide you. And um, if anybody is um, looking for someone to inquire with, um, I'm available and um, I, I don't charge and um, I, I just, I, I can't, um, I know that I'm putting myself out there, but um, I, I feel so passionate about it that um, it helps me to help someone. So I don't charge. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, just before we finish, I just want to clarify again, <laughs> just to make sure I got it right. And on behalf of everyone who's listening, <laughs> clarifying. So when something comes up in the mind, then there's a feeling associated with it. And yeah. through the inquiry, you're kind of asking questions to the mind, but kind of coming back into the feeling to check 
because we're not really trusting exactly what the mind will say. Like the example you gave, the mind says, I'm going to, everything's going to be okay when I have enough money. Is that right? And the mind is like, yes, yes. <laughs> but like really come into the feeling. And then like when you said the bottom comes out, it's almost like, because when we're really tuned into the feeling um, and allowing it, like it sounds like to just give it the space as you would, as you would if somebody, your great friend or a child or something came to you, you're not just going to tell them, go off now, go away. You're going to really listen to them. You know, so this, in the same way, something that comes up inside us, we're really giving it space and listening to it and asking it questions almost like, well, not almost like, but like as a part of us or like as if it's another entity or something and inquiring that way. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Inquiry? Yes. That's beautiful, and you made me uh, uh, think. Uh, you made me think of something else. Um, when we get um, energy to thought or to the mind, or um, if we believe that there's a boogeyman under the bed. Hmm. We have these experiences like there's a boogeyman on the bed, hmm. you know, and um, it's sort of like that in, in us. And we have to get to the truth yeah. so that we can dispel the water go, the watigo or whatever this thing is that um, uh, I can't remember his name, Paul um, wrote a book, Watiko, and I highly recommend it. It makes you, he, he takes you on a journey and it's painful to read, but it's so clear that our, our, our imagination creates everything we experience. Yeah. And so inquiry dispels the illusion. Yeah. And it's like a willingness to face it. It's like, you know, if you're having a dream, of like a monster chasing you ah, and you, you're running yeah. away and like it's going to be so afraid and he's going to keep chasing you but like if you just kind of stop and you're just not afraid for a moment and you turn towards the monster and he like disappears like I think many yeah. people have those kind of um, yeah. experiences that's are brilliant yes mm. it's so mm. good yeah. that's the truth yeah. and because I feel like not yeah. really it yeah. you know uh, mm. Why not imagine a world of peace? Yeah. <laughs> and that happens more and more and more. Like like you said, when that crack is there and there's yeah. at least a crack in the hearts of everyone. Like to let the, it's like the light doesn't have to go in. The light has to come out. So there's a crack there <laughs> in everyone. And when we, I suppose, we just recognize that crack, we get less and less fearful to just kind of. Yeah be with whatever it is that's appearing moment to moment to moment whatever it is you're you're cracking the heart to yourself 
Thank you so much for sharing your your love and your being. And I love meeting you and I look forward to your other interviews. I'm glad I found you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Clarity. I'd love to give you a big hug. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm receiving it now. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you, Clarity. Thank you for meeting me today. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. bye.